Welcome back. We're back for another episode. Another episode extravaganza with my boy Caesar. You already know it. You already know it, dude. We just saw each other. It was very cute and romantic time. Um, it was very romantic time. Caesar, how have you been since I last saw you over the weekend? We have lots to get into this week. Uh, I've been recovering from a lot of the high-level ideas I was intaking <laughs> over the weekend. Just a lot of good dialectics and, you know, yeah. meeting some very down-to-earth real artists and getting in touch with, you know, the the wider L.A. scene as it is. Showing us what, it it's, nice. what a real person from L.A. looks like and what a real person from LA is just about or just a real person in general yeah like a human being you know (laughs) just showing us what it's like to be human oh so for the listeners who don't think we're just rambling we did a little podcast this weekend um with some of the homies and we're about to go lay into the artist that was in there so I'm not gonna name names I'm not gonna name the podcast or I'm not gonna name the artist that we're about to lay into but uh yeah, we did a podcast with this L.A. figure, probably the most prominent up-and-coming figure. And you know what, dude? She's always asked, why hasn't she made it? Why isn't she why? so famous? Yeah. So we just had an interesting encounter with this uh, it, Very interesting encounter. On the especially, podcast. especially coming from the <clears throat> fact that like we showed up not really knowing what we were going to talk about. We had no uh, idea. Knowing that, not knowing whether it was just going to be us two or not. Yeah. Um, so before the show, we were just like hanging out in the car, talking and stuff, watching smoking TikTok videos, smoking doobies with my brothers, um, watching TikTok for some reason. I remember for some we reason. were just it, it got into that sort of like endless scrolling that one does when you're just like that's trying what, to pass the time. You know, that's what TikTok is. Your thumb you, just automatically starts doing it. You, you go know? down a, uh, a very bad hole of. Mentally disabled people and people with disabilities and just people on there. People wearing Spyro the Dragon hats and giving relationship advice. I cyber bully him. In a relationship. (laughs) People (laughs) 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 cyber bullying people is one of the segments that was on the TikTok. Hey, I cyber bully Um, him. Anyways, we're digressing here, dude. Let's get back to the matter (laughs) at hand. The evening that we had this Friday. This was funny because... It was funny because the introduction to these folks was sitting in that car, wasting time, and we happened to look out the window at two what seemed sketchy figures approaching uh, the car that we were – not approaching, but walking They walked past side, us, right? yeah. And we both looked at them and had this sudden realization like, fuck them. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, Look at these you. fucking people. This one guy had a, an enormous cigar – just enormous in his hand walking around and a band a couple bandanas he whipped one out he had one on his head and then he whipped one out from a pocket somewhere. had one on his head and he whipped it he had one in the back of his pocket uh just kind of dangling there for to to capture the sweat that the bandana on his head wouldn't capture oh I and believe me he um, needed it because that room we recorded in was a full-on hot box central dude and i don't mean the good kind it. with doinks i just mean the <laughs> Very uncomfortable, sweaty kind. You were considerably, noticeably sweaty. Oh, noticeably. I mean, I was just <laughs> trying to keep it together mentally uh, to both evade the sweat and the kind of <laughs> grueling task of listening to 
someone else speak for hours but uh, yeah so Ch- so we see the, we see these two people walk by one of them one of them, bo- them. both of them were going to be on the podcast that we were on to not to we didn't know unbeknownst to us exactly there you go and uh yeah one was a female artist and the other was some dude who her fan her fan basically yeah she brought a fan with her um so they roll we see them and we're like look at these fucking people like what the fuck are they doing here in this neighborhood because the neighborhood wasn't like a prominent like la hipster neighborhood it was like over in like kind of the the hood i guess a little bit but uh they're strolling along and we walk out and then we get you know called into the way we called into the house we walk in get set up with the little podcast room and it's uh, we get into that hot box room and then we see hot them box. sitting there funny enough and say hello lo and behold lo and behold <laughs> yeah Jesus she actually Christ. did not say hi to us back or didn't really make no, acknowledge that no we were there acknowledgement we just walk into a room it wouldn't be mind you it was a very tight room too so you have yeah, to say hi so with you these people. are making direct <coughs> eye contact with individuals <laughs> that unavoidable you will be sharing an intimate space with for the next three hours yeah and no bother to say hello even though we introduced ourselves like and they introduced us i mean yeah. it was very strange at first she just seemed like she had no interest in learning anybody's names in there other than and she just wanted to push her agenda of how good of a dope artist she was and uh yeah we get in there Which, i mean <clears throat> she, she is the dopest. she was very dope real off the bat the very good dude i very talk i feel like i've talked to her she in style i mean <laughs> So yeah, I we mean, get the, the podcast going. Anderson, what have you? We get the podcast going. Um, she starts rambling on. Well, they ask her some. I don't even remember the questions they asked her, but none of the questions they asked her were relevant because somehow she swayed the topic into whatever her brain was spewing out in that moment. So, and it was all all about her, no matter what it was like. All I mean, to really taking this person's aura, you just had to imagine the cookie cutter stereotype of what people who live outside of LA imagine LA is. And then for those who live in LA, it's just like, Oh wow. There's another one of these people around here. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's yeah. a typical thing. Person but with entitlement. I think for people who live totally. And just like, uh, taking up space, of course, like it's all about me, 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 very narcissistic. Uh, and just like, <clears throat> Like you said, this unwillingness to uh, to have a conversation with other people to like to to create a sort of uh, <clears throat> space for others to join in. Let me even, just let know? me just like, tell you how. Let me just show you how real wild. this person is. Well, reading off of her Twitter account, which maybe we'll put a link to, just because it's funny. Um, this first one <laughs> I'm reading here is I've started over so many times with shit because people are evil sometimes, man. And I'll start over again if I have to, if it means keeping my dignity and self-respect. So this is someone who obviously has a lot of self-worth for themselves, too. But um, I guess that wasn't a good example. Who also takes in other people's self-worth at the maximum, too. It's like everybody's self-worth is like uh, held up to her as this sort of pedestal upon which people need to act. Yeah. But it's like for If you don't meet my too, standards like, of self-worth, well, you can get the like fuck that. out. Yeah, if you're not meeting my standards, yeah, you're exactly. fucking but toxic to me. But everybody's also entitled to their own self worth too. It's like this woman. It's very dope. She tried. Uh, she she yeah. She tried to be on all sides of the spectrum with stuff. There's another one. Go ahead. There's another one. Uh, Wednesday night. 
I had a dream I was fat, so all day yesterday I felt fat. But now I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm still skinny. Plus, going to Pilates today, this is what working in the modeling industry does to a brain. <laughs> and then emoji face with a scared face. Yeah, her examples of – so one example of her modeling career. So this was a mo- singer slash model slash actress slash activist slash – um, youth person. Uh, one of her examples of how hard it was to be a model was that, you know, I'm gonna, and this is verbatim of what she said. You know, modeling's hard. Like, you have to think of like the weather, and weather. You know, like there's weather, and like sometimes I'm out when it's cold, and I have to wear a bikini, and it's so hard for me. And then I have to go to Paris by myself, and sometimes I have to be in New York, and that's just hard. So that's what we had to deal with for two and a half hours of her yammering on. Or the other, you know, Nobel Peace winning Mm. prize line Mm. when she was like, you know, sometimes as a model, they send you to Miami Beach. And, you know, I was over there and I passed by an H&M and I see they're using Iggy Azalea as their model for their clothes. And if you think... Me and Iggy Azalea make the same much for the modeling. You're out of your fucking mind. And that was the end of her statement. She provided no further explanation to the things that she said. That's cool. Just That's used cool. these like cliche virtue signaling like points like, oh, wage disparity exists. Like models go through okay, grueling how? stuff. How have you experienced it? <laughs> Can you please like because just, like she just tell gave no story, context to any real story. She really did tell no. I, my favorite thing of that night was when you said, dude, we learned nothing about her. <laughs> we were there for hours and we learned literally nothing. She just yammered on and tried to just paint herself as this, like, I don't know, do gooder, but also like just a bad boy. Wild collo- this wild collage of, of things that she thinks other people see in celebrities and thus she's trying to back away from that and like create her own sort of celebrity but it's also like that's that's also fake because that's what every like that's literally everyone yeah she was just really transparent say i'm not gonna sell out but if i get a record deal i'm taking it yeah so like we tried to like and she was also very very condescending like when we were trying to explain the whole like hierarchy of playlists and how you're you kind of break into that market on Spotify or what have you, you said something, you were starting to explain that point, and her rebuttal was like, you obviously don't have Spotify premium. And if, like, somebody came to me with a big record deal to get more marketing, I'd take it. But you know what? I would never sell out. And I was like, that's the, that, that, that's the definition of selling out. You just That is selling that out. That is selling out. And then she said also she would rather have just singles, hits. Than like a full album, it's so it just that goes she to can sh- be inserted into this sort of like algorithmic structure. Right. Where I mean, it's just a testament to her show up. her artistry and her craft. She doesn't appreciate. She doesn't care about her craft. She's just doing it just to like fit the LA mold and that cliche figure of like I'm a model, but I'm also like a true artist. Like what I talk Instagram about influencer when I write pain. When I write pain, I really was in a place of pain because like I get sad sometimes. But she had, she had this like high horse entitlement like way of speaking <laughs> that was like talking down to you the whole time and like very much trying to let you know that she's above it all and like. She's a true fucking artist. And like all her, she's like, if I make a project, the next project's going to sound way, way different. 
I looked. She only has like six videos on YouTube, and they and all even sound the those same. Those are just like the the lyricism. I showed them to uh, fucking. I showed them to blown uh, color and like just. <laughs> ugh. I showed them to some people, um, and I was like, "Do you think this person's good? Like, would you be, would you listen to their music?" And they were like, "No." Like, <laughs> what was? Who is this? Like, why are you showing me this? They're actually a little bit offended that I was showing them this weird video. <laughs> And I was like, oh, we did a podcast with her. She was real mean and real condescending the whole time. And she thinks she's the shit. And like, do you, do you think she's the shit? Like, would you buy this record? Not even record. That's a fucking insult saying record. But would you buy this song? And she was like, no, I would not play that. But uh, yeah, she just talked down the whole time and got so offended when the hosts of the podcast switched it to us because we were also guests too, I guess. I mean, we kind of we just were, sat I there. I guess we were guests. I mean. You can call it. Like you we can say we were guests. Like we were like shadowing or something. <laughs> yeah, that was more what it was. We were just kind of shadowing. Y'all want to see how we do it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it was this like is how it gets done. Anytime we tried to even engage with her in her conversations, she would just not completely miss the point we were trying to make, or even like compliment the point she was trying to make from what we were saying, and just kind of go off on this tangent or of not like, even bother to acknowledge the point. Most of the time, she like, didn't even bother. Yeah. Yeah, she was just like she just had made these bold, <laughs> made these bold state. I know, dude, it's exhausting talking about her. I mean, I talked about it in, like endlessly with my like girlfriend and my mom and you. We've talked about it a bunch, and like I just had, we had to get it for the pod because it's ridiculous. And it was oh, a it was a real uh, eye opening. Back to your house just to go over it. <laughs> we rushed over. We're like, please, we need it spew this out but i mean it was a real eye-opening experience too because you said that like i don't know i don't know you were telling me that you felt kind of like discouraged that there's like these people out here who have this notoriety for a little while right like i think it's just that i feel that they're like take again taking just this space space and this amount of space where it could be better used for like other people who are actually doing like creative content and yeah. are expressive and honest with themselves <clears throat> and, and what they want to put out instead of like trying to mold yourself into what you think people even want to see in you. It's not even what like you think people expect of you. It's just like you think this is going to be the best thing because that's how you think. That's, that's how you how see the industry. Yeah, look so, at it. yeah, you're, you're just seeing it on a very base level and superficial level that you're not ex- respecting the craft. And, to, which speaks totally. And I I mean that just speaks for the industry itself, right? That you're trying to get into like how kitschy and and yeah. sort of like singular it is and it's just like it, uh, monotonous even, just repetitive and recycled fucking sounds, you know? Like nothing original about it. And that's why I was saying, like, the, even with the like, when I look at songs and stuff, like, I really like to listen to lyrics because I think that's like that's obviously a big part. Yeah. of it, But it's also, I I'm just interested in how they use you know language to form a story or a narrative. Or I mean, like, like uh, yeah, I mean, music was like designed to like elicit an emotion, and with her stuff, she, her her song was literally called Pain, and like. She was like, I was just in such a level of pain. It's just, and it's yep. just this poppy garbage that the lyrics don't say anything. I'm like, you want to feel my pain? I'll literally drag your name through the dirt because, like, you made me hurt. And she met, and she was so proud of that lyric. I remember like, in New York with the can of peanuts. 
people thought I must be nuts. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's just supposed to be like, oh man, she comes from a place of <laughs> struggle. But it's like, dude, like you don't need to fucking keep spouting how much struggle you've had in your life or how inspiration you inspirational no, you are for people not, to see that. And also it, it was and like we were talking about, like it it almost felt like she was making fun of like or, or like using it as a caricature like what of rap and stuff and the the act of rapping because she would even like speak in like aav a little bit you know yeah. just like use certain uh like like, like she'd get a tone uh, that tried to be more know, like like, hi- like hip-hop lexicon that would sound ghetto i don't know yeah it was, yeah you just say like she tried to, she wanted what? to be like an urban-y sound like uh, yeah like and i don't take yeah. no shit and then all of a sudden it would just go back to like her <laughs> normal voice like it was really weird to see i mean on her twitter it profile it's a uh, rapper singer songwriter international model new video out now um Rapper, well, at the end of the podcast, they had because there was her producer or a producer in there. I don't know if it's her specific producer, but exactly. He, but that defines the entire night. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that the, they had a freestyle at the end, and this guy, you know, he got some bars. It was cool listening to him too. And then they're like, "Come on, do it!" Cool. And she's like, "I know." And, uh, <laughs> hey, what's up? I I don't give a fuck. I'm in a party. Freckles on my dots, or like, what the fuck? It's something to that effect. But she just shut down when it came to like showing her actual artistry too, because she's just, he's just this mold of someone. Like she kept saying she was like this, and that was the first song I wrote by myself. And she kept saying that for songs, and I was like, "Aren't you like supposed to write your songs by yourself?" Or like, "What are you saying right now?" She's like, "I wrote this one by myself." Or she would even say she. She would say she would like rewrite and rewrite drafts and stuff. It's like really, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that show does not sound like you took a lot of time on it. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, then, but no, that freestyle specifically was just like, and I go with the flow and connect the dots on my face. Yeah, it's me. When I hit the club, everybody say, "Wow, ooh, who's that?" You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and say it. And for I strike you, the bat. For you listeners, if you're wondering who the fuck we're talking about right now, it's this artist named Freckles. And I'm sorry to be saying so much shit about you, but you're just in the way of people who are trying to be creative and make it authentically and share their artistic expressions with people in the community of music and just general art. And people like this just pervert it and give it a bad name. Give L.A. a bad name, too, because these are the what people think of when you think of, like, snobby L.A. artists, like, self-entitled. You know, like, so, honestly, fuck her. Her name is Freckles. She's garbage. I don't think you need, we need to keep rambling on to tell you guys, for you guys to see that, because it's very transparent. And if you're a listener of the show, you know we don't fuck with that kind of shit, and... It was just a very hilarious experience that I'm glad we got to sit through because, wow. I mean, I first, I personally, personally yeah. found it very inspiring because I was like, there's people like this out here. Like, I can, please, you're a blip on this thing right now. And yeah, you telling, like, I even tried to poke jabs at her too, Al, because I was like, I think people who post all the time about how well they're doing or like what they're doing or I don't know, they've used that as their like validation for their success and they don't continue to push forward and she's like yeah people come to LA and expect things to be handed to you and I don't have a lot of followers but I don't have a deal and it's like well you're literally just saying the shit people are telling me all 
I hear all the time, why you're so famous. Why haven't you blown up now? Why haven't you why aren't you more famous? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I got beef why with her. So if she ever listens to this podcast, hit us up because we will go tit for tat on that axe. I do want to like clarify a little bit on the whole discouraging end of it. It's just like I because, like, again, yes, I did feel, like, inspired afterwards because it was very – afterwards, we were just like, dude, like, let's go to the car right now. We, like, we need <laughs> to talk about this. And uh, that's what felt inspiring because I wanted to talk about it. The discouraging part is that, like, I just it, – it's sad to see this sort of echo chamber physicalized in someone and then know that, like, in some regard, they do have more of that um, – that capital to spend on like, you know, in culture, on culture, within culture. It's just like more so than what we're doing, I feel. And even though that like, I think what we're doing, it feels more honest, of course. It's just, that's the industry, right? That's the industry right there that is looking for that specifically, which is why she has so caricature she's trying so hard to adhere to like she's trying she's trying to do like the mold of what a record would shape her to be like before she's even signed to it so she has this expectation of what what like what would be a hit or what's going to be trending in top 40 and it just is so transparent Uh that she's just trying to do this and it's not authentic because like say what you will about like top 40 artists a lot of them like do take like actual talent like say what you will about justin bieber like that guy had to work his ass off to get where he is. Granted, his music isn't, like, the best, but, like, he has uh, some form of talent that people saw in him and felt like it was an authentic thing that they could capitalize off. And another example, like, the Jonas Brothers. Like, dude, I don't like the Jonas Brothers, but I watched a documentary about them <laughs> with my girlfriend, and, like, it shows them, like, from, their, <laughs> from like, when they were young and, like, they were doing it because they, like, were down with their music, you know? Like, they knew how to, like... They're just, they had a sound that people could relate to and people were down with and they didn't have to keep trying to have this mold of a sound. I mean, like, obviously they have their pop songs that sound like all top 40 songs, but at the same time, it's, mm-hmm. they still have that authenticity and like genuine, like love for their craft. And with her, it just doesn't, she just has the love for the fame and like the eyes on her and the platform. And it's just sickening to see. And I mean, I get what you're saying about it being discouraging because she has more of that capital too. But also, she's older than us. Like, we're young, and I feel like we're on a good trajectory for what we're doing. And I feel feel like even from last year, like maybe we don't have a lot more significant listeners to us. But I think just the quality of the work that we're putting in has gone a long way too. And I think that's a testament to like where we can be and her by the time we're her age, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've always looked at this as more of like a like a therapy session in some ways, you know, and also like this podcast? A, a way to yeah, because like it's a way for us to just like really talk about things, you know, like yeah. to really dissect and go into things that we're interested in and also just things that we are troubled with, you know, because yeah. there's so much to be fucking troubled by. Like this person, you know, like, and it's good to have like another perspective um, on someone like, yeah, we're very similar in our ideals and stuff too, but we're also not the same person too. So it's good to like bounce our emotions off and kind of gain insight into each other too. And kind of like that for me, at least that helps with like self-reflection because I'm like the, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it just does. No, I I definitely feel the same way. And that's why it's, 
I think it's it's incredibly fun to do for that reason specifically. Um, But yeah, I just, you know, with people like that, I feel like they're always going to come and go. Of course. Uh, There's no sustainability with them. Totally. And unfortunately your ballers are here to stay. So yeah, we're going to keep at it, dude, because life is fucking nuts. And all I have is a box of peanuts. So that was a little, that was our weekend. (laughs) Peanuts. Yeah, that was our weekend. That was a very interesting day. I got beef with you, dog, so call me out if you ever listen to this, which you probably won't because you probably don't listen to anything else other than your own voice. So uh, You probably still don't even know our names. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> and also, keep in mind, uh, this guy that she brought with her never lit the cigar. <laughs> it never touched his lips. Never. He sat, I sat never next was to, lit. I sat next to him the whole time, and he had this giant, like, it was like a prop cigar. He literally just, and he actually said it nothing. Really he, they gave him a microphone, one of the better microphones. They gave me the shitty one, like, not to say I needed the better microphone, but at the same time, this guy said nothing on the mic. And every time they had, like, hey, what do you think about that, man? He would just make these noises. and like, yeah, word, I'm, I'm, I'm a low-key guy, like. What? Then why are you here? What do you? What, who? Why? He, why are you here? Why do you he have a microphone? Out, when he pulled out his bandana, yeah, it when reminded the, me of the uh, Vic Burger Lil Wayne. You know, yeah. the, <laughs> I'm a very, very. Rich it was man. so good. But yeah, that cigar was like dynamite, dude. It wasn't even chopped. He had like comically he, di- he, dynamite. He had no intention. Yeah, like the ones that are gonna explode at the end of it. He had no intention of even lighting yeah. it. Like, he just rolled around with it. And I was like, um, all right, dude. That's cool. Yeah, good for cool them. Guy. Bless their hearts, you know, bless their touched hearts. So we'll see bless where they are. Hearts. We'll keep an eye uh, on them. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, mentioned, I mentioned Neon Demon to her. Maybe she'll watch it. I don't know. <laughs> she Maybe probably doesn't. Even, she, neon what? Uh, I was in a neon dress one time. That's all she probably heard. And I, they wanted me to be like a demon, but I'm a good-hearted person. But I, used- I have a story about a demon. <laughs> yeah, she said this story about a UFO when she was eight. And the way she described it, she's like, yeah, me and my friend were out one time. And the, the we saw lights in the sky that would start from a little dot, then go out, then come back in. And there was a bunch in the sky. It was like they were going out and coming back in. And I was just thinking to myself, like, you're literally explaining what a firework looks like. So you're also eight years old. So how the fuck do you know what the fuck is even supposed to be in the sky in the first place? (laughs) And then she proceeded to continue the story. She's like, it was the 4th of July? (laughs) Yeah. It was this thing called uh, the the, the 4th of July. Have you heard of that? Uh, I like to dress in red, white, and blue on the 4th of July. She just heard ramblings like that. <laughs> like, she just kept going on and on. Yes, dude. But to finish her alien story, and she said so that... what's funny is that... Oh, yeah, yeah, go. It, go it, it doesn't yeah. matter. She just told us a bullshit story that provided no further explanation to it. It really does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just... I was going to say it was just funny because the point I had just made before that was reiterating the... <laughs> the kind of episode that we had talked about in terms of conspiracy theories and like how like it's not reptilians, you know, it's not yeah. aliens. It's not like this like demonic figure that we're thinking of. Right. It's like capitalism that's running everything. And that just like, Oh, I have an UFO story. Yeah. She's, she's like, like oh, I okay. saw a UFO. Like, yeah, let's hear that. And then she, 
let's hear that. All right, here we go. Here's another one. And then it's, we we just try to get in depth and like engage in the conversation with her. And I said some other remark about you know like shared experiences regarding UFOs, and she, she said nothing. I have a pair of I have a pair of alien earrings or some shit. She said nothing. Like I can literally I can't re- like I can't think of back on anything she actually said other than the stuff that we were ragging on her about or that she kind of engaged mildly with us. She said nothing, dude. She literally said nothing. Just word vomit the nothing. whole time. She wasn't like humble. She wasn't trying Very to like funny. be encouraging to other people. She was just trying to get. She just saw this platform to be like, you know, it's time to talk about myself. The people need to know I'm supposed to be famous, but this is my first interview ever. So um, let me let you know all of it. She was so offended when they were like, okay, now we're going to shift gears. Uh, we're actually going to be done and we're going to talk to them. And she's like, what? We're done? We're done with me? And we're like, no. Like, they're going to talk. We're going to talk to them. Wait, what? Who? Who are these guys? There's people, other people in the room? She was a psycho. Lit- she said, I literally have no idea what's going on right now. She kept saying that. So like this is why uh, this is why explaining it. This is why I have no problems calling her out too because she was fucking rude, dude. Fuck people like that. Like if you're gonna be rude, dude, you're gonna get called out on it behind your back on my podcast. But uh, she was just fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) Like she just never engaged with us. We tried to be nice. Like I don't like her friends were cool. Like the guy with the cigar. I mean, granted, he didn't really say much, but he was also wasn't like a bad dude. He was just like a funny guy to like <laughs> look at, and yeah. the producer was cool. You yeah. know, he he sounded hey, like we he, warned them. <laughs> yeah, and that guy fucking yeah. Everyone else she was with was chill, but just her man, she was just fucking up her own ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, goddamn, just like it was very funny too to be in the same space of what like especially given that that whole day we were just talking about la in general yeah. and just how fucking shitty it is and how like of a behemoth and in charge it is and in command a lot and it was just interesting to like culminate all of that conversation yeah. into this we, just we I- manifested this woman situation and person <laughs> yeah we straight up manifested this being of la <laughs> She's like a little demigod that just showed up and be like, yes, I am the spirit of Los Angeles, the dark side. Very Lynchian. <laughs> it was very strange. The dark being. <laughs> yeah. She was the pulse of the maggots. She really was. So that was our Friday. Um, very interesting and very exhausting, dude. But everything else yeah, has been going very good. Very elusive. Very elusive. Yeah, I wonder what happened. What became of her? Who? Well, now we'll see. She went on a Twitter she, rant. I was. I went through her Twitter just to see the brain melt. But uh, she just kind of spent one day and posted all the shit. I've been turning shit down lately. Like, yes, I know we could create something great together. Thank you for the offer, but you have to. You have no self respect, <laughs> so I can't respect you. Or you have bad intentions. Or you don't respect my boundaries. So no thank you. What I think is funny is that she posted a tweet <laughs> of her own thought, but also quoted herself in her own tweet, which is a quote of yourself already. So I don't know what – she just doesn't – her brain doesn't work very well. I think I'm going to chop it up to that. Airports are so enter- yes, are always so entertaining for me. So many different types of people. I'm listening to this lady next to me say, I couldn't get no sleep. I couldn't get to sleep last night. I didn't fall asleep till like midnight. Mind blown. 
Midnight is a late time to go to bed? That's uh, me uh, impersonating the emojis that she she, uh, tagged onto those. So, uh, yeah, dude, I'm kind of over talking about this uh, waste of space. Yeah, over this Joker. Let's move on to the other one. Which one's your next Joker? What do we got? The Joaquin Joker? Yes. Well, the reviews have started coming out for it, and um, there's been a lot of talk in the media about whether or not the Joker is going to start inciting incels to commit heinous acts of violence. You know, it's a very interesting time that they decided to release this Joker movie, now that I'm thinking about it, too. It's kind of like that, like, like, I think there was, like, a Bruce Willis movie. Is it? I mean, kind of. Like, the Joker is now, like, a really, I guess maybe just in our own sphere of of like Instagram and stuff. I just see all these Joker things mind poison. attached to Pete. Yeah. Mind poison attached to all these insult guys and like blaming society and like society made me this way. And like, I think right now, <laughs> but that's not even what Joker's whole deal is about. That's what's so funny. It's like literally he's robbing banks. Joker's your petty ass criminal robbing banks, stealing diamonds, hitting the docks up, you know? Yeah. He's not, He's not this like sadistic taxi driver, which I believe like that's what they're comparing uh, it to, right? Theories of like, wait, what? Isn't that what they're they're saying? It's like, oh, it's like the taxi driver of like DC or something. I mean, that's what they're making it look like. They really are, yeah. You know, one hundred percent, they are, yeah. But I, I think this is a very, it's a very generic storyline. Of course, we've seen. Stories like this before, especially like if we're mentioning Taxi Driver and just like even other Paul Schrader films in general, um, it's this very like defiant rebel anti state sort of being that, you know, kind of <laughs> we're all clowns now. Like that's why that was one of the slogans in the trailer. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, it just, I don't know, now it's. It's funny that people are looking at it as if it could incite this sort of mass violence. But to me, it's like, really, you think that would and not something like fucking uh, American Sniper or like Black right. Hawk Down or right. like That's any true. Of the I, I feel that. I see that. War movies that have come out that just they love those though. shooting brown people. <laughs> yeah. They love those movies so much. Love, love them, dude. Absolutely. I just saw a new trailer for uh, Kevin. What is his name? Kevin Sarbo, I think. You might want to look it up too. It's Hercules. really funny. It's like, yes, he's like a super conservative right wing nut uh, now in the present day. Really? And he's going to be starring in this movie <clears throat> that's basically like a uh, end of the world scenario where Antifa has uh, come up and started like. And started like a full-on revolution or something, and uh, it's like the Second Amendment is under attack. What would you do to defend your family? Is this a big budget film? No, it's like one of those like TV movie, sort of straight to Amazon stream, not even DVD movies. VHS. (laughs) Kevin Sorbo looks hilarious, though. That sounds hilarious because it's him of all things. I can't believe that guy's still kicking. Yelling, yelling the N-word at people? <laughs> hey! No, just like... <laughs> hey! Shooting bearded 
sort of bearded hipsters in the back as they're invading his property and mm, shit like hitting that. Hitting him with bike know. locks. Bike lock this, motherfucker. Probably just like... Hitting baristas in the face, you know, things like that. Yeah, well, this Joker hype movie, I mean, what were the, so what are the reviews, dude? I heard he got a standing O at uh, the Venice Film Festival or something. I mean, so it did fucking Neon Demon, so fuck that. And it got a longer standing ovation. Neon Demon got a standing, longer standing ovation? How do you know? How do you know the yes. lengths of these standing ovations? Because someone literally tweeted about them and was like, here are the standing ovations for, you know, longest standing ovations in that what film history, in that film festival's history and shit. That's, so what? I was looking at that. <laughs> that means nothing to me. Some asshole on the internet. Here are the run times for standing O's. What the fuck? No, like people, obviously people went to the festival. I get it. Yeah, like, I, I understand that. journalists who are... That still so means the, nothing the, to me. What do you mean? It's the longest standing O's here. What do you mean? It just is stu- it's a stupid stat. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's a dumb stat. Of course it's a stupid stat, but it's making fun <laughs> of the fact that people are like, oh, the Joker received an eight-minute standing ovation. It's like who the fuck cares? So did these movies. So did fucking Force Gun or something. Well, you know, are, like, that's a good movie. It's just funny that people compare oh stat, standing O stats. <laughs> that it's even talked about as a thing. Like, it, no, I don't think people. Of course. What? All right, Caesar was giving his own standing O to this podcast and to um, <laughs> our homegirl Freckles. Um, he actually recorded the longest standing o for a podcast ever um so we're back we had a quick difficulty over here with some internet connections dude because apparently we live in the stone age where this is a problem just kidding um anyways i do at least it feels like it yeah anyways dude joker movie who cares we care i mean we're gonna we're gonna see it anyways let's you know you saw midsummer uh oh yeah director's cut how was that let's talk that um it was really good, honestly. I think that um, it kind of held everything together or molded everything together a little better, glued it all together. And it was, there were some parts that I was like, oh, wow, that w-, like, I wish they just added a lot of this stuff in there. But I can see why they didn't because it did take a little longer to get through the film, especially to get to the climactic parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and those climactic parts that you already know of, they didn't they didn't change them very much. There wasn't much to add to them, but right. more so to uh, Danny and Christian's relationship with each other and how Christian just exists as this vehicle to sort of manipulate everyone in his surroundings and the relationship. Mm. And seeing it a second time, you almost get the feeling like, or you get the feeling at least that that that. Their design, everything that is designed, the rituals especially, is designed to just, hit, like, for him to just be sacrificed. To me, his basically. own demise. And exactly, and like much like that circular sort of narrative works in Hereditary, it's it's a lot more subtle. I feel like in Midsummer because with Hereditary, you had the direct link with, you know, this grandma who is kept alive through this ritual. Whereas in this film, it's it's grief that's alongside the ritual mm-hmm. and um, not so much a figure that you can attach yourself to. 
So I thought it was really interesting the way that like that narrative that narrative worked with adding the elements of Christian just being a very manipulative manipulative and just a sort of abusive boyfriend in a way that like yeah yeah basically Danny would just take fault for everything all everything she did even if she didn't intentionally you know commit uh, uh an act upon christian he would just use it in a way to further drive in this like knife like, into her like you're that, just like, a, yeah you're, you're just, just a, a strain yeah you know? like you're just, just a strain on my life like why are you and still here are killing her slowly to rid yourself of the sort of maybe humiliation or courage that it takes to actually leave someone that you care about because that's the best thing you could do instead of just like watching them slowly commiserate and, and melt before your eyes and not do anything to help them, mm. but effectively, you know, try and fuck another girl while they're <laughs> going through the worst experience of their lives. Shit. I want to see it. But then I'm also so, at the same time, you said that it, I mean, like if I feel like we really like examined that movie enough nailed, to pick I up, we nailed it in yeah. our own vision and our own ideology. Like yeah. I think we did, we did it a, a good service. So with that, I mean, because you had already seen it twice. If you hadn't seen it twice, I would say go see it again. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I could sit through it again for the third time. <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, I, I found myself like uh, enjoying the like more, you know, the weirder parts. Of course, like yeah. the sex scene. Seeing and the just, se- like seeing it the second time around stuff. is a lot. Is is still fun, especially with the movie like mm-hmm. that that you have to really analyze too. So. But they did include one ritual that was that took place at night, only one, uh-huh. and it was um, I forget what part exactly it's after, but you know, Danny goes off by herself and she's like freaking out and whatnot, and Christian goes to find her, and um, one of the one of the people come up to her, one of the cult members, I guess, come up to her, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to do another ritual right now. You wanted to come join." And it's such, like, a weird part that they couldn't say no, you know, so they just, like, join them. And basically, they're at this river's edge, and they all have, like, torches and stuff, Mm. and uh, they throw in, like, a a body made of branches or something into Mm -hmm. the river as, like, a sacrifice, you know, to, like, their mother or whatever. And then one of the the people who's leading the, the ritual is like, oh, that sacrifice was not enough, you know, like, our mother still craves more. Will there be, is, is someone, like, will someone offer themselves? And then this kid walks up and he's like, you know, I'll do it. Like, I'll be a sacrifice for the mother or whatever. And he's wearing, like, ornaments on him. And he walks up to the river and two guys chain his legs and then hold him like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a little. Like a swing. Like a, like a swing, yeah. And then one of them grabs a huge stone and just places it on him. And they're just swinging him counting down ready to throw him in the river and danny's just like what the fuck is going on like what are you doing you know yeah and just as soon as she's about to like stop it one of the cult leaders is like enough you know like he's proven his bravery or whatnot so i guess the whole ritual is just like seeing if someone would do it and whether how how long they could hold out so it was really weird but uh very very cool i liked it a lot i like it I liked all the ritualistic stuff, and it reminds me that spooky season's right around the corner, dude. We need to chop up this September month in half and get through this hot-ass, useless month, in my opinion. I mean, what the fuck goes on in September? (laughs) 
Besides, unless you're in school, nothing. I mean, let's keep it real. Ugh, dude, school's back in session in LA, and oh, I can uh, or see unless it. you're a pat- unless you're not a patriot, which I think we all are, and we should be. Uh, September is very important. Why is that? Why is that, you ask? So you're not a patriot. Let's right. just keep it real. <laughs> I'm not, dude. 100. I don't give a okay. fuck. Patriots would know what is coming up in a quarter minus seven days, okay? That wow. is football. The, gr- the grandfather of this nation, Mr. 9-11. Oh, you're right. <laughs> the grandfather. I thought it was football because that's happened. Well, that's kind of 9-11 for their second. brains. No, 9-11 is first, football second, okay? Yeah, you're right. We watch 9-11 first, and then we watch football. I can't wait to see that new doc that's coming out on some channel about how brave George W. Bush was and how his plane was the only plane that was able to fly because, you know, he had, to, he had to be on the ground, he had, or rather in the air. He had to take charge of the country. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be cool to see. I think it's A&E probably that's releasing this documentary about how cool George Bush was. So that, that's, that's real cool. I love all that stuff around 9-11. I'm going to get like a little 9-11. You know how there's like the big New Year's hats with like the candles on it? Or like it's just like a big hat that goes up. I want to get one like that, but with like the towers exploding mm-hmm. on my head. How cool would that be? People would probably be so offended if you walked around with like 9-11 merch. Like, happy 9-11! Hey, 9-11! You have like a, those glasses, but it's like planes, you know? <laughs> like This is like prop glass. Hey! Or like That's you, really good. You and me can dress it, get in like tower outfits and dance and crash into each other. Or I'll be a plane. Oh, 9-11 happened. Real talk, uh, though, we should get that day off. That's all I yeah, want to use for. Why isn't that a holiday now? Yeah. Or something. Something, yeah. The a day of memorial, you know? I mean, like, honestly, it, it flies by. People don't even think about it. A lot of people, like, don't think about it. No, I think a lot of people don't really care, but they they do see the sort of, like, uh, consequences of that or, like, the cultural shift and the um social like the the shift in society in general that has you know amassed into this sort of patriotism that you have to be indebted to uh, no matter what yep because uh, it might happen again you never know you never it might happen again exactly that always fear that fear that constant gnawing fear of you never know when it will happen again so meanwhile we got people shooting might as well kill them now we got people shooting up all kinds of shit left and right more shootings than there have been days in this country but hey dude al-qaeda or someone from another country might roll through so remember to sign up and be a patriot dude you love america or not because if you don't this is going to happen again so where did that last that last one just happen? Huh? Over the weekend or? Uh, Texas, I think again. It was over the weekend. Yeah, it was that recent. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ! It was literally over the weekend. There was another shooting. Uh, it doesn't stop, dude. It really does not it, stop. It's so sadistic, dude. And it's, I mean, damn. Arm, I mean, I don't even know what to say to it. Yeah, I mean, what like, more else can you say? You know, it's just so <laughs> common. It's just such a like common thing in our society now it that fucking just sucks. Like but another I, I one. know for sure the joker ain't fucking causing that or definitely he is not. not the biggest sort of nemesis to our no, nation no, no, you know? no yeah 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 no if it's anyone it's the scarecrow okay let's be real mm. let's be honest with ourselves you think so yeah because fear dude 
Fear is the number one driver. Well, you should start. You should make a new Reddit post and change the mold for incels to scarecrows. I think that'd give them a lot of self-confidence because everyone hides behind the paint and wants to be the guy who laughs, but inside I'm crying. But you can just kind of change it and give them self-empowerment and be the guy who creates the fear. I'm in charge now. I create the fear toxin. Are you scared? Are you ready? Are you scared? <laughs> yeah, Are you it's, afraid? it's really fucked up, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just so goddamn common now. Like, it's fucking scary. Like, we talked about this a, a bunch already. And even just, like, going pl- big places, like, I'm fucking nervous sometimes, dude. Like, even here in, like, L.A., like, it's totally possible for that shit to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I think uh, you got to be safe. You got to be alert. Uh, talk to the cops, you know, make friends with them. Make sure, you know, you have someone to go to uh, if you're feeling frightened or or <laughs> maybe if you just want to have a coffee with them. You make know, fri- make like friends that. with the cop. Yeah. We should all be friends with the cops. They'll protect you. You should be a member of their Facebook groups, too, like the uh, Crime Busters of West Hills and Woodland Hills. Ooh. You know? those, Solidarity those with those guys. Great. Or <laughs> or homeless transient encampments of our West Valley. What is you know? that? Those, those great Facebook groups that That's are hosted Facebook by group? LAPD uh, officers and shit. Dude, speaking of homeless, man, you were telling me, well, I was actually also reading, too, about those fires in Eagle Rock, which, you know, I brought it up to a few people, and they're like, what fires? And I was like, you don't, you don't remember when there was a big-ass fire just, like, a few weeks ago? Or I don't even, it was, like, two weeks ago, right? It was, la- they said it was last month, I think, or something. Or I don't think it was that old. Uh, maybe, let me look maybe it up. two weeks. Anyways, the point is, people were like, what? There was a fire in Eagle Rock? And I was like, yeah, you, it, you, like, it was a noticeable fire. Like, you could see that shit. But Dude, it's just crazy that it was intentionally crazy. started by someone who was in the fucking chamber of commerce for the city. Well, their son, the the president of the Eagle Rock Chamber of Commerce, his son, Daniel Noguera, Don't uh, give these people names. basically was arrested and accused along with another gentleman or another dude, I shouldn't say gentleman, of committing arson basically of like – Literally, specifically targeting a, a homeless encampment there in Eagle Rock, and yeah. it was a uh, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay, the twenty fifth. Bas- basically, this is just like a common tactic that is used by a lot of developers who hire sort of, you know, guerrilla factions. I think within the LAPD or just like <clears throat> even paid uh, outside hires to to basically rough up certain areas of homeless encampments to make way for development you know like the easiest way is to just scare them to leave and um with those specific facebook groups with the uh with the police there was like a lot of leaked screenshots from those groups that they were in and basically they were talking about all the ways and they were basically talking about homeless people as insects and saying like they needed to stomp, stomp them out of the area because they were just, you know, the same sort of stereotypes in terms of them bringing in uh, unwanted criminality and sort of behaviors that they don't want in their cities. When in reality, it's just about policing the poor. That's specifically what it's, it's just about. Like, dude, what the hell? We're just going to keep shuffling these people around 
like expect and them to not exactly. grow or not be in our faces because like dude they're in our faces they're in, embedded in our fucking city now dude i went to go dj in general ease in chinatown last weekend dude full-on sidewalks have been just repurposed by homeless people as their homes like and like where else can they go like i mean i'm not mad at them doing that because they have no option but it's just like but wow if you're not, like if you're, you're not, not solving a problem there's no solution that's being offered Where's the shelters being being built? And it's a lot of that is due to, you know, people like this fucking person of in a privileged position, like the president of the chamber of commerce, you know, who gets his son out on a million dollar bill, apparently like that's that's in that's fucking insane. You know, there, there are so many people languishing away in jail just for not being able to make bail and this guy has a million dollar bail and he's able to make that you and know? he started something that could have fucked up way more people than just homeless way people more. they had to evacuate a hundred homes i think within the glendale area because of that i don't think anyone got hurt luckily but still like it could have been very severe like dude we just we just came out of a fire why the hell would you start another like just to Seriously. get homeless people out of here dude like the million and dollars that was spent to bail this asshole out could be invested into fucking a shelter or something like they obviously I mean, have the resources to help solve the problem, but their solution yeah, if you is you got a million dollars them. to bail your son out of a fucking prison. You got a million dollars to build some sort of something, shelter, some sort of um, uh, even like sanitary stations where people can bathe or like use the bathroom uh, comfortably, like things like that. That like they that they in turn use against them as reasons for rooting them out. You know, yeah. like. There were, I guess there was like a thread in January 2018 from some of those screenshots where individuals suggested using baseball bats, uh, fire hoses, pigeon, spike strips, Clorox, stink bombs, poison oak, and sugar solution and spray to remove homeless people from the areas surrounding a restaurant. Get out of here! Just throw shit at them and hit them. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Get out of here! And you can tell by like if, They're not dogs, dude. They're not animals. Rhetoric, if people are using rhetoric like that, how are we not surprised that someone is influenced by it and then goes out and commits this, you know, this act of arson upon a, a, a group of <laughs> On innocent a fucking people? Public pay, place too, dude. That like, it's not like they own that. I mean, I, they probably have some ownership of the land there, but goddamn, dude, you're gonna just burn down acres of like natural land to just get these people out here to prove up like. We don't want you to get the fuck I mean, they're doing it in Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Which is, like, gone, going unnoticed still. Like, no one's talking about that anymore. Seriously. Like, what Jesus the fuck, Christ. dude? We're so quick to move on to shit. Like, what is even the next hot topic that we're talking about right now? Like, come on. That shit is still going on, too. And it probably doesn't, have, like, doesn't seem like there's any sight of it being extinguished anytime. No, and there's a storm heading to... Uh, I think the East Coast, isn't it? Like I think it got it stuck hit in the, the Bahamas. I think it's gonna be deferred, or it's not gonna end up hitting this the mainland. But I think it fucked up the Bahamas. I think I saw that the trajectory moved a little bit. Either way, though, that's a result, clear result of the environment just getting more and more fucked every day. And the Amazon burning is not helping that. No, no. Meanwhile, no. you have Kamala Harris drunkenly explaining to somebody today. Wasn't there like was there like a debate or something today? There was a climate uh, yeah. time, uh, 
Climate Town Hall, I believe. You had Kamala Harris junkingly explaining how the problems need to be addressed, and she's going to talk to Republicans and talk about their grandbabies and how, like, this is your, your, she was slurring her words. So she's like, you don't want these grandbabies. Oh my God. And I'm going to go in there, and you know what it's going to do. And then she to top it off, and it starts with Donald Trump, like, him, like, He's not the fucking problem. He's not the only problem. Like everything is re- the, all the rhetoric that these fucking candidates are doing is to take down Donald Trump. Like once he's trumped, quote unquote, uh, he's fucking gonna things are gonna change and it's gonna be different. But it's like, dude, this fucking wet boy is not does not have a stream of influence enough that is fucking causing the climate to change. He's just like, granted, he's giving these people avenues to fuck it up even further. But like. Every fucking president has been doing that for forever. Exactly. That's why I think this whole rhetoric of like, we're just going to talk to them and tell them, yeah, this is what? what you're doing. How dare you? you Wag know, of the like, finger at you. Exactly. They have never given a fuck. fuck. Like that's what they don't understand. Is like they've gotten us to this point. Yeah. They have. They're part of the problem. Point. And now you're now you're willing to say, "Wow, we've been going the wrong direction the whole time." <laughs> Who was driving? Wow, who would have thought us in the wrong direction? It's like it's thanks, Trump. Dude. Sick. That that explains everything. That it's Got like you. no solution whatsoever. Done. You're just acknowledging the problem and saying that you know what I was on the wrong side of the tracks. Now are here, and I'm gonna let them know that things aren't good. Things are bad. <laughs> that should literally be every fucking candidate except Bernie's slogan right now. Things are bad. We're it's gonna depressing. work it out. <laughs> That's what it is. That's it's We're, just a the trickle a down riff. Hillary influence. Oh, it really, really is because that, and that's why they look at like someone like a Warren as in a, a very ideal uh, candidate, you know, because mm-hmm. she might inherit. Some, a lot of the progressive values that Bernie has, but in the end, she claims herself as a capitalist to her bones, right. and she, what she is planning to do is not sort of like um, take down the infrastructure to rebuild it. She just thinks it she wants just to needs work to within be reinvented. It. Yeah, yeah, work within it, and it's like, when has it ever fucking worked? And especially at a time that is so cataclysmic. You think that is the best solution? Right. Now, like, we're going to, like, her plan for Medicare or some, or I don't know if it was her or Kamala, one of them, but they were basically like, we're going to wait it in uh, in 10 years. It's so, like 10, are you, you're talking about three presidential terms <laughs> that could potentially fucking wipe that out in 10 years, right. you know? That's with, the, that's with the hope that you'll even be in power still. You know, like it's fucking ridiculous that how small time these people think they just think about the present profit, and that's it. It is so profit driven because they just they ultimately yeah, they, it's profit driven, and they just don't give a fuck enough to like stick it out and wait it out for that. They just like it's like even coming more first full circle to what who we were talking about first. They just want this notoriety and this platform to be this like voice for good and like look at me like i'm a figure for the good and i'm fucking criticizing the bad and you know who's bad donald trump and these guys and like we're we've been going about this the wrong way and when i come in i'm gonna let you know that it's the wrong way and maybe we'll go the right way but i'll just talk about it a lot like it's full circle dude because it's like the same with the artist so true it's same with what she was talking about on that podcast and how she was just 
making this image of herself to be like, I'm a good artist. Like, don't you know I'm a good artist? Like, people need to recognize I'm a good artist, but I don't really have good art. That's fucking the same shit. Like, <laughs> it's like I like policy. I think policy yeah. is great. I just don't have. I don't have any good I, policy. I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. when I'm famous. Maybe when I'm I'm more famous, I'll have good. Maybe policy. after I write my book. Because all these motherfuckers will go out and write books, dude. Oh, they're going to write so many books, God. Dude. But the next debate, I think, is on the 12th, oh, God. if I'm not mistaken. And it's only going to be 10 people this time. Really? Uh, so that'll be good. Narrow, narrow Do we know who? Filled a lot. Yeah. So Do we know who's the 10? Gabbard made it, though. She didn't? As far I, I'm pretty sure she didn't, but uh, you know, like you got your common people like Aurora, Buttigieg, Bob Warren, Kamala Harris, Biden, Sanders, um, Juan or Julian Castro, I think, or Juan Castro. I forget. I think it's Julian Castro, if I'm not mistaken. So it's Cory Booker, uh, Peter Booker. Buttigieg, Bob Biden, Julian Castro, Kamala Harris, Amy. Klobuchar, is that how you say it? Wow, still, damn. Is she the author? She's the one who would like pelt her pelt her fucking employees with binders and staplers. <laughs> what? She was dude, did you hear she was like this the whole story came out about how <laughs> she is one of the worst oh, I see who uh, is. people to work for in uh politi- in the political arena. Like she treats her employees like shit. She and seems very maniacal. She has been known for abusing them, like, like mentally, physically verbally, and- physically, like literally. Isn't that physical? Throwing a stapler at your employee if they're not getting yeah. something right. This fucking Hillary type bitch, for lack of a better word. Totally. Up. Oh, she is very much establishment. Has nothing yeah. to say. And then we got Beto O'Rourke. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Yang Gang. <laughs> you know what's so funny, too? Three of these people, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and Amy Klobuchar, were all on that stupid fucking committee to vote uh, Brett Kavanaugh in. Remember that? Like, Oh, yeah. Everybody thought they were going to be these badass uh, Shut it down. Vigilantes or like knights of democracy. And, you know, <laughs> they were going to fuck, fuck That's Kavanaugh. a good podcast name. Yeah, Knights of Democracy, hell yeah. And like, tell them what's up. Kamala Harris is going to lay into them with their prosecutorial, you know, uh, innuendo. And like, they did nothing. They basically gave him a red carpet to walk in on. They did not hit him on like any of the crucial points that they needed to. That They should have just asked him if he was drunk during the fucking whole... No, uh, they didn't care. Well, they don't care enough. It's back to the whole like virtue signaling and being this yes, figure. Yes. You know, like they don't give of a course. fuck. Like they were on the. They wanted to just show that they were on the side, so- the opposing side of this, exactly uh, this whatever the fuck. And they offer no solutions. And it's the same thing for all these people, all these candidates offering zero solutions and just talking points and not giving me any. Like I don't. All these uh, Peter Buttigieg, Beto O'Rourke. A fucking even Julian Castro, like I would not respect these guys as a president. Biden, that goes without saying, dude. Of course, Kamala Harris is just drunk all the time. So like, I wouldn't. Why would I want her at the wheel? Fucking Amy Klobuchar, if she's throwing staplers, I mean, who knows what she's gonna throw at the country? Elizabeth <laughs> Warren, I mean, like you said, she's very much establishment. So whatever to her, Andrew Yang, I mean, he's laughable, but 
I mean, he's still up there, so obviously people are identifying with some shit he's saying. But it's really funny how how it's flipped on its head with these past two elections. Like last, you know, I missed the fucking 2016 with like the shitty ass Dems. You know, what's his name? Uh, oh fuck, I forget his name. Not Delaney. It's kind of, it sounds like something like thank that. God that guy's out, huh? Oh yeah, thank God. He was they, weird to look at. A, fucking goblin like a loser dude just a loser that dude <laughs> who was literally funding his campaign with his own money by the way like that guy that's he was just keeping himself afloat yeah. no one else thought he was probably like, i can't afford this anymore so i'm out man give freckles he should give freckles a record deal <laughs> like that's a good person to work with he's got your values in mind the dnc uh, for the next convention should just fucking hire her as the the artist to perform there in the entertainment. <laughs> but seriously, like it's flipped. Like 2016, you had all these fucking joke ass Republicans trying to run. Yeah. And it was slowly getting narrowed down. And now it's completely flipped with like the Dems are going crazy, trying to put as many people as they can in there. And then effectively just like literally just not even talking about Bernie or if they do talk about Bernie, do it in such a way that's so inflammatory and like, and vicious that you can tell what what's your prerogative like why would why else would you attack this person in in this way because they're threatened by him and he is offering changes that, to the establishment exactly. and they're scared that their fucking money bags are gonna Absolutely get threatened and, yeah and they're like fuck this guy actually people like this guy like no, no 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 we control the media so uh kamala harris step on up cory booker you guys are people of color let's give you guys a camera and let you know what your messages are so it's uh, pretty alarming to see. I I have high hopes for Bernie, but I also have a lot of uh, fear, I guess, of how far he'll actually be able to get. But when of if course. it comes if it comes down to the if it's him in the primary, I mean, he, I think Trump's done. So yeah, well, all polls have at least indicated so. Uh, as much as you can trust that bullshit, but. Yeah, they have indicated for the most part, and they did indicate even in the 2016 election, mind you, that, yes, all sources point to Sanders winning against uh, Trump, uh, you know, head-to-head Bing, bing. Bing, bing. That's what he would say during the debates. And he'll be like, I'm a funny bloke, and then do some finger points. (laughs) Nanette. My favorite comic ever. Um, I think on that note, dude, we should uh, wrap this up next week. Definitely. Next week are the debates. We are all clowns, dude. (laughs) And I think that's the message because we are truly all the clowns of society, the gestures, if you will, of society. (laughs) And we all need to just laugh through the pain that's out there and uh, break the norm and make your own path. Well, they get a load of me. Yeah, and have sex. So don't be an insult. Don't be inspired by the joke movie to commit incel crimes and uh, listen to this podcast and be inspired in a real way. And don't listen to Freckles and uh, support your friends. Except for um, anything else, Caesar? Uh, protect the flag at all costs. Uh, <laughs> 9-11 is next week, so we all need to remember that the Patriot prayers, you know, the... The vigilantes, the I jokers. Think, I think the we clowns. should. Uh, I think we should close this out with the Pledge of Allegiance. Ready? Put your One, right hand over your heart. Two, three. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag. To the flag of the United States of, the United of America. States of America. 
One nation. And I don't. To, I honestly don't. And to know the republic for which, which it, stands, it stands, one nation, one nation under God, God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty, with liberty and justice, justice for, all. for all. What a joke, ass fucking thing. What a joke. Such a generic to say. <laughs> they used to make us say it all the time, every day, first thing in the morning in my elementary yes. school. All rise a for the pledge. flag. A pledge. I am willingly dedicating myself to the stupid fucking flag of candy it means cane nothing. Yeah. and racism. That's what you're saying, basically. Oh, that's whole fucking hilarious. One nation under God? Who? What God? Like that's very brainwashing level type really shit right is. there. Because apparently that one nation under God was as added, added yeah. In. That shit wasn't even in there. And then, like, Protestants and these Catholics were like, whoa, 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 whoa. One nation, I mean, come on. Who, who really serves us here? Whatever, who dude. Really I, protects us. I got to wrap this up because I got to go watch uh, Huckabee. He has a new episode on tonight. So he's got a real <laughs> cool guest on. So you, for it. you listeners, keep listening to this podcast. Please like and subscribe. But we will be back next week with your 9-11 uh, coverage. Live from 9-11. See Live you. from 9-11. It's... TWB! Live! <laughs> you know they're going to have something about it. But anyways, we'll see you all later. Bye. Bing, bing. Bing, bing.